Lunch therapy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lunch Therapy. It is Interview Friday. So uh, on Fridays, as many of you know, I have interviews with people. Um, Lunch Therapy is a show, of course, where we forget about all the horrible stuff that's going on just for half an hour, 45 minutes or so. We just just let let our brains kind of decompress and let us... uh, talk about some stuff that's just fun. Uh, We do a little therapy, we do a little lunch, and we do a lot of laughing. Uh, So we start the show with three deep breaths. So if you'll join me, um, feel your feet on the floor or your feet in the bed or wherever you happen to be, and uh, take a deep breath. And let it out. feeling better already another deep breath into your lungs where else would you put a deep breath I don't know Uh, let it out one more deep breath try and fill up those lungs and let it out Today, I, I'm, I'm out of the penalty box on Facebook, so I'm back on Facebook. I am uh, back in all the um, usual spots, Instagram and Twitter and YouTube, and people can join in and chat all they want. Um, today, we're lucky enough to have one of my, my favorite people, uh, Jonathan Spizzato. Jonathan Spizzato is a, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, a, a feminist. Um, he's also... Uh, started a lot of great companies. He sold two companies to Google. Um, he has, uh, he started, um, he founded GeekWire. A lot of you read GeekWire. Um, also PicMonkey, Picnic. And he's just a really fun person, really fun person to be around. So, um, and I see Tony Kraft is here. Spazato, yes. Spo, that's right. Um, so he's going to be coming our way. Um, you guys can listen to this. You can jump in the chat room. You can go in and out of the Facebook thing. Um, you know, fact check us because our, our memories are feeble. Um, you could be prancercising while you're uh, listening to the interview, whatever you guys want. Um, Jonathan Spazato, high five, a man who supports women. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And I'm glad to see um, Eddie Mitchell is here. Um, you know, it's like a reunion. It's like a reunion. Um, Ganell wishes he could be an ist of some sort. Ganell is on Twitch. You know, some of the people are on Twitch, too. I forgot to mention that. Um, but anyway, let's get on with it, right? Let's get into this interview uh, with Jonathan Svizzato. And uh, here we go with Interview Friday. Okay, everybody, here we are today for another interview on Interview Friday uh, of Lunch Therapy. I am lucky enough to be here today with Mr. Jonathan Spizzato. I'm the lucky one. He's the to lucky one. To be here one. with Mr. Joel Marshall. No, don't you forget it, pal. Yeah. Don't yeah, you that's forget right. it. Yeah. Um, no, we're so glad. I'm so glad to have you here. It's uh, something when I talked to Matt Wright and when I talked to, Jonathan, or to uh, Jeff Lohman mm-hmm. um, and uh, also Kevin, always mm-hmm. your name came up. We were like, we got to get a hold of Jonathan, got to get him in here. And yeah, so I'm glad yeah. to have you here. I have known, Jonathan was one of my best friends growing up. And uh, we have known each other since, uh, this is my question, since what grade? When did you, know, you come I, to Edmonds? Right. So I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't yeah. think we were, we certainly weren't best friends immediately. Yeah. Like we knew about each other, like fourth grade, fifth grade, things like that. But I don't think that mm-hmm. we actually really deepened yeah. our bond yeah. until uh, I think high school. I think so, so too. But to answer your question, I came yeah. to Edmonds, Washington when, uh, into fourth grade when I was nine years old. So as you may know, um, 
uh, I, I was actually born in London. Mm-hmm. Then we lived in Brooklyn. I was born to a single mom and we didn't have really two dimes to rub together. And actually, ultimately, she couldn't take care of me by herself because she had to wow. work and yeah. all that stuff. And, yeah. and they made me, my, you know, I published a book a couple of years ago all about the stuff that you and Kamala are very interested yes, in. Which is, that. That's right. Similarity. Empowering. A, we're we're yeah, a couple right. of feminists is the deal. That's, a, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and I think that we still have uh, work to do, but I'm so yeah. appreciative and grateful for the work that you and Kamala do. And we with are equal appreciative of yours as well. Your Thank work you. as well. Uh, well, but any, any event, all yeah. I'm saying is that, 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 that for some reason, the publisher found that the, my own background story about my origin was interesting and somehow relevant to uh, ultimately uh, representing underrepresented minorities. So, so any event, I was born uh, to a single mom and then she couldn't take care of me. So she sent me to live with my maternal grandparents mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. Yep. And I didn't speak the language. So when I was a kid, when I was like three or four, I went to Hong Kong and I had to learn how to speak Cantonese. And then she got married to an Italian-American man who I still consider my father. He legally adopted me. She got married to him when I was about seven years old. Two years later, I came back to the United States and I came back to Edmonds. They had moved from uh, actually Princeton, New Jersey to Edmonds, Washington. So fourth grade was when you and I would have first met. uh, Mr. Chesbu, did you have Mr. Chesbu? I did have Mr. Chesbu and uh, sadly my one memory, my strongest memory as I'm sure you may have is him squeezing. The Chesbu squeeze. That's it, was was it named the Chesbu squeeze? Yeah, the Chesbu squeeze. He had, there was one that he did on your arm that yeah. many of us got. Brutal. Brutal. You would just, yeah. it was like a, yeah. a Vulcan. It was the Vulcan pinch. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Years later, when I became a Star Trek fan, I would be like, I think that's Mr. Chesby that's right the there. That's the Chesby squeeze. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember it would make your whole body just, you couldn't do yeah. anything. You couldn't think right. about anything. You could yeah. not move any part of your body when he had, but he also did one on the neck, which I think only Peter Lowe got. Peter, uh, Lowe, Peter, Lowe. Peter Lowe. I had not thought about Peter and all I think these years. he passed on as what I heard is that right um, I'm but sad. yeah he was definitely a yeah. highlight of fourth grade because he would do pretty much whatever he wanted and he had these like little he would get kind of angry sometimes yes I remember no, he threw a desk no yes yes yeah. and Joel now you're jogging my memory I'm so sorry uh-huh. that I'm I'm you know at the age it of happens. 53 yeah you it just happens. don't remember anything and, and uh <laughs> But but now I remember, Joel, you and I also were friends because my dad and Mr. Plaz, no, Mr. God, what were they? They, 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 a, a coach, basketball coach. Basketball coach in fourth grade? Pensano, Pensano. Mr. Pen- oh, that was good. Mr. Pensano and my dad coached us in fourth uh, and fifth grade basketball. Oh my gosh. And Peter Lowe was on that team. And now yeah, I remember that. was on that. our team. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I remember that being pretty difficult. I remember yeah. they would give us big old plastic shorts. We were on- um, Yes, plastic in, shorts. In, in the youth club. Yes. <laughs> they were just always too baggy. Big old plastic shorts. Yeah. Not at all flattering. No, no, yeah. it was definitely right. not. And in, a t- and in a knee-high tube socks. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just not a great basketball player either. You were yeah. a much better basketball player than I was. No, I don't know, just barely. You know, in our neighborhood, basketball was the pinnacle of- of success. If you were a good basketball player, yeah. you were super cool. Yeah, and that's my, you right. Know, we had like that's Paul right. Rubano and we had Tracy Thompson. Yeah, and, that's right. And, and Scott Amy and Rob Thal and everybody was yeah. just all about basketball. And I, I just I, was not that great at it. I was not no, you were, you, were, you were always a really good athlete. And let me disabuse all of your uh, viewers right here now. You have been representing, whether it's the via the myth club yeah, or yeah. any anytime you talk about your your childhood or that yeah. somehow we were all a bunch of freaks and geeks and uh-huh. and not the cool kids i we would were. argue my no, well i would say it this way i would say yeah. that you and uh kevin and trevor and jeff and matt and uh, all the mats matt kite yeah. matt latimer three matt, right there were yeah. three mats yeah. i would even lump in dan smith in there uh-huh. i would argue that we were, if, if not objectively speaking, the cool kids in the conventional sense, like we were it. certainly highly, highly interesting kids. I, I mean, like it was, I don't know if I believe it, but I love it. Oh, absolutely. I love the concept, debunking yeah, the idea of being uh, yeah, yeah. 
a bunch of dorks. Yeah, well, we, we were do- we were plenty dorky in some ways, but I mean, Joel, <laughs> let me just say that I mean, you okay. were, you know, we like you weren't we on a we were on a football team together. Yeah, we were on the football tennis team, team together. And you the- stood you stood up for me one time because what happened was they had the Scholar Athlete of the Year award. This was in oh, high yes. school. Yeah, I was a I was a lineman, uh-huh. a hog as they mm, called us. Mm. Oh yeah, they said and they stuff went like around that. Yeah to ask people like who should we give the scholar athlete yeah. the award yeah. award to and they went to you and said jonathan should we give you this the scholar athlete award and you were like no you should talk to joel marshall over there and there and i ended up winning this award yeah thanks Absolutely. to you because they never would have come to me i would i because no, they just didn't think we, no they they just they were even, you were they were working in reverse alphabetical order <laughs> i don't think yeah. so it's like um uh mike zaretic oh that was last year yeah right uh, they're they're just going, going down the line yeah, yeah going down, in reverse order that's all now i want to go back to uh sherwood elementary because i i have a mm. question matt mm-hmm. Wright and i were trying to figure this out yeah in fifth grade mm-hmm. um we had mr hopkins and then yes. this other woman whose name I can't remember who had very red lipstick. Uh, yes, very nice woman. Uh, they were all nice. Um, but they Mrs. split the class. That's right, Mrs. Banks. Into, Mrs. Banks. Mm-hmm. So they split the class into three sections. There yeah. was like the slow kids, mm-hmm. the medium kids, mm-hmm. and then the smart kids. Which ones were we? <laughs> well, from what I, I always have this story about, they put me in the slow kids, and I think it's because I was like a grade ahead. And uh-huh. so they put me in the, with the slow kids, and then I found out what it was like to uh-huh. be defined as a slow kid, yeah. everything that I did yeah. took it the wrong way. Like I yeah. found this dowel yeah. on the playground. Yeah. It was just a dowel. Yeah. dowel. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. this is neat. I put it uh-huh. in my desk and they, they thought I was a bull. Right. So isn't that, doesn't that build sympathy? It whether does. It's, whether it's, it's issues of criminal justice, whether yeah. it's issues with people who feel disenfranchised in our country and promise I won't get political or anything. But, 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 but I, it's, I think those experiences are do you, would you argue that you're the better for it having experienced that because Definitely. now you have that sympathy Definitely. response and yeah. luckily i had a mom who, mm. um, when i came Very home nice i came home with bad grades because everything did? i did yeah i wrote down you know i always got good grades and this i wrote my you know like my name down the side of the page and they thought i was being subversive in some way <laughs> um, one time we had to do yeah. an essay on a film we saw about bees and they said you know one page essay so I wrote like a page and a half. And then at the end, there was still some space. So I wrote the end really big. And uh-huh. they thought I was just being a jerk and acting like I wrote a two page paper. And so yeah. they gave me a bad grade. And I came home with all these bad grades. And I did not know that. My mom was so disappointed in me. Yeah, I can see that. That she- I mean, knowing uh, her. Yeah. She went right in there and she said, look, um, I understand you put my son in the slow class. I want you to put him in the, the smart class. Mm-hmm. And they put oh, right me in on, class, and it completely changed. I mean, it was just right I was on, just mom. back to yeah, right on, mom. But yeah. it also gave us that idea of like what. So Matt Wright says, uh-huh. and I didn't think this was possible, but he mm-hmm. said that you and he were put in the slow class at some point because you were talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so that part I can believe. Um, yeah. so, you know, we got in trouble constantly, and I, I remember. Um, seeing this in one of your other ones, I think with yeah. Jeff, where he very astutely uh, uh, pinpointed that actually sometimes friendship is a function of alphabet. Uh, your, um, oh yeah, that's a very good point. Very yeah, good so point. for some reason, the way that the rows worked, that spasado yeah. was, I sat next to or behind or in front of Matt, and we talked constantly. Yeah. And Matt was, uh, you know, as you can remember it was an incredibly well-spoken articulate yes. interesting talented kid yeah. even in fourth and fifth grade and uh-huh. so there was just so much to talk to him about we yeah. would draw stuff and i remember i see yeah. i have a vision yeah picture in my head yeah. of you drawing a car mm-hmm. and you were behind me and i mm-hmm. think you were probably by larry metz and maybe matt wright mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you were drawing a car and i looked back and i was like oh no why can't I draw a car like that? <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. How can no, that guy, you no. were drawing a car. And for me, like I, I would draw cars and be like some wheels and like a yeah. box. <laughs> but you had like this full on car and it wasn't even like the side of the car. It was like uh-huh. kind of at an angle. So uh-huh. it had all these like sides uh-huh. to it and stuff. Like a three quarter like, view. Yeah, I was like, I'm never going to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's, that's fun. It's fun that you remember all I was that like, stuff. I was like, mental note, that kid's talented. <laughs> no, not yeah, it, and, and I put it to very good use these yes, days. Yes, you uh, did. Right, well, right, right, 
didn't when you went to go work for Microsoft, wasn't that one of the things oh, you did oh, originally? I see. Um, well, didn't you draw characters or something or what? Uh, kind of, kind well, that's of. jumping um, I ahead, think, but I'm still it, interested. No, not at all. Not at all. You're actually yeah. conflating a couple of uh, really interesting things. So, yeah. so when I, um, thanks to another mutual friend, which I will publicly acknowledge uh, uh, because I don't get a chance to do so um, often, Hayes Haugen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was really kind of un unwittingly or unknowingly a catalyst to starting my tech career in, in video games, right? Really? So he had a job. He was one of these genius uh, oh, yeah. uh, teenage He's... developers. So he had an yeah. Apple II. Uh -huh. uh, I think I, it was before I had a personal computer, but we would just go and be in his room up late when we were, I don't know, like 13 or 14 years old, just jamming on the Apple II and creating our own programs and, yeah. and games. Yeah. So he, a few years after that, got hired at a local game company, a game development company. And they were a bona fide famous company, Synergistic Software in yeah. Renton. Uh, they may still be around in some form. Anyway, to make a long story short, he then brought me on to do all the graphics for these games. Really? And I think a lot about, you know, you're in the entertainment industry, yeah. Joel. I think yeah. a lot about uh, whenever I see a movie or a documentary about the beginning of uh, the movie industry, you know, mm -hmm. back in the teens or the 20s and how they're just kind of making shit up. They're just trying to figure yeah. stuff out. You know, how do we do a special effect? Let's, do we do it, you know, optically or is it a practical thing that we shoot or do we layer it? You know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it was like that with Hayes and I and by extension, the entire games industry at that point in time. You, we were just making stuff up and you could be a 15, 16 year old kid and, and do this. So, uh, all, so, so I was doing that for a job early on, but then when I was at Microsoft, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't good enough to keep doing it. There, by that time, there were people who were like working at ILM, you know, at yeah, uh, yeah. Industrial Light Magic, mm -hmm, you know, who had mm -hmm. done Star Wars and then they'd go work at yeah. Microsoft, you know, doing uh, game graphics. But, but I did work in a group that was all about exploring the use of, uh, or I was working with people that were doing this that uh, was about exploring characters and character development and applying that to software. Um, and so that was really uh, sort of intellectually uh, interesting uh, uh, stuff to think about. And yeah. Did they um, make a game where there was a seven up dot? that would bounce around or something like that? It was called Spot, and that was, that was pre-Microsoft, so that was yeah. Yeah, very good. That was between Synergistic and, mm -hmm. for me, before Microsoft. Uh, mm -hmm. And that was, um, both Hayes and I worked briefly. I don't know what, we were like a twosome for a while there. We were like a, you know, buddy, you like, buddy yeah, show. Like jobs and, no. Yeah, 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 Jobs and Wozniak, Wozniak or something, or, <laughs> or uh, Gates and Allen or something. But, yeah, but, yeah. but uh, um, that was for a company called Virgin Mastertronic, mm -hmm. and it was a time when Richard Branson, uh, whom I would meet years later, mm -hmm. was a, a transition from records to other media. Yeah. Um, and so computer games, video games was one of them. And so he had a company in Costa Mesa uh, that was developing computer games, and there's a really talented guy whom I would have the opportunity to work with several times in my career named Robert Stein, mm -hmm. who uh, went to, I think you have, you have your MFA from CalArts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rob Stein's a CalArts uh, guy. Oh, and you know really? how, you know, you know, oh, yeah. you know how good CalArts people, people oh, are. God. Yeah. Right. And so he worked at Disney and then he worked at Banana Republic hand illustrating all of their really cool hand drawn catalogs uh, yeah. uh, back in the day. And he and I and his, we worked on spot. When, when we were, uh, kids when we were in high school all that stuff you were always impeccably dressed huh i was perfect like and you weren't like you were never too fat never too mm. skinny mm. never too you know just just like a perfect person are you an android you're so nice perhaps? <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> um no you know what i it's interesting that you asked that uh you know i thought a little bit about it recently as a result of um uh, one of the companies that i started called geekwire there was yeah. sort of a, a conversation with an employee there but i i do believe um uh and, and and i have nothing to complain about by the way i don't i don't feel like that i have been grossly disadvantaged in any way growing up i yeah. i have nothing to complain about in life um mm -hmm. uh, so 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 let that be the pretext here but I do think that um, early on, if you are a person of color, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up in a, in a more um, in a white normative environment like North America, yeah. like the United States, I think that you do have to show up differently. Uh, and you hear this all the time from um, um, uh, African American women, uh, uh, from from Latina uh, women, uh, etc. That that you, I, I better get my, I better be somewhat impeccable. I better I, I better take off the table the things that are easy to take off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that, uh, and then I think in my case there's some additional insecurities that yeah. uh, are are superimposed on that too. That I myself superimpose on that. Do which you is think that, you were afraid that they were going to send you back to Hong Kong or do you think that anything like that? No, it's more that um, I wouldn't be taken seriously oh, or, or sometimes it's you want to be seen. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do think, uh, and this is stuff that, you know, whether it's my work um, uh, with, with, with uh, championing uh, more women uh, uh, to be on boards or to be CEOs or um, uh, working with the homeless, uh, the homeless community community yeah. here in Seattle. I it's it. I, I think um, a lot of times it's it's important for us to raise visibility for people who have a hard time um, uh, being visible. So. Well, people also gave you a hard time, right? I mean, to be fair, they did. You were in elementary school. People yeah. gave you a hard time because you. It was tough. And also. Um, you also, people would ask you where you're from and you would yeah. say you were Italian. Yeah, it was easier. I'll, I'll, I'll address yeah, it backwards. Yeah, that. it was it was easier to just say that. Yeah. Because I, Dan, to explain that I was half Chinese, half Korean, born in London and adopted and legally adopted by an Italian American man. Right. Because the last name always threw people off, right? <laughs> right they would try right. to guess like Sposato, isn't that Italian? Well, it look, sounded a little bit like it might be Japanese. That's right. Had Domo Arigato, Mr. Yeah. Roboto. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. Which sometimes people said about you, Domo Arigato, right. Mr. Mr. Sposato. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was difficult for you. And I think that there were definitely people that now have become much more enlightened that gave you a hard time. Yeah. Like, Brian used to give you a hard time back in the day. But that's he right. But apologized to you. I was there when he apologized when we were yeah. in the reunion or something because he felt so bad about it. Yeah, and I, I really hope, as I said to you, I think that uh, a few years ago, I hope that he did not harbor or carry with him uh, a lot of that pain yeah. uh, uh, because, because the reality is that, here's the truth. Yeah. I am, I, I think those experiences really galvanized me and, they, and it helped me to become the kind of person that I am. And, I, yeah. and honestly, Speaking very frankly, as a parent of a ten-year-old, I think, I think to suffer and to understand—not that I suffered per se—it was just you know I got teased for being Asian. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there were mean kids in the neighborhood that yeah. tried to beat me up and did yeah. beat me up. But 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 you learn. It kind of toughens you up, mm-hmm. and I think it 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 does galvanize you and catalyze in you. Uh, a little bit more of a drive, and mm-hmm. and I think that I am the person that I am today because of those experiences. So, so number one, um, perhaps I'm the better for it. Number two, um, God, you know, anybody that gave me a hard time when I was like in fourth grade or fifth grade, yeah. we were just all stupid kids. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I mean, if you're still that guy yeah. now, then that's a problem. That's a problem. Then, then, that's then, a problem. Uh, yeah, but 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 if you if you've become a, a, a you know a uh, a fireman, yeah, or a, a, like captain, the, a captain of the yeah. fire. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, my God, that guy. He's and so here's good. the thing. And yeah, and here's the thing, right? I think it's also important. As I mean, you're a very evolved uh, and smart person, Joel. I try. It, I try. It, 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 but, but you've reached some point in your life where you realize that people who upset you or um, or flip you the bird on the freeway or whatever, that you don't, you never know, <laughs> you know, it could be as trivial as that. You never know yeah. what's happening in their lives. You never know yeah. if that guy's going through a divorce yeah. uh, or the parents are going through a divorce or, or the, or the, or someone's dying in their family and these stressors, I think kind of build up. And, and so I'm forgiving. Okay. So in, do you remember Mrs. Nixon? Yes, I do remember Mrs. Mrs. Nixon, Nixon, and I loved Mrs. Math Nixon. Teacher. She was great, yeah. wasn't she? I, I will, I will just come out and say yeah. that Mrs. Nixon was one of my favorite teachers. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. You know what? She was hard on us, though. She was hard. She was tough. But she we, tough. we needed some of that. We needed our butts kicked. We did need our butts kicked. One of the things that I liked was she said, 
read through the entire test before you take it, which is a great thing to do. Mm. Like, even to this day, like my wife yeah. and I are doing these recipes lately yeah. and uh, we never read through the whole recipe and we always mess it up because we're <laughs> like, oh, darn it. That's my problem. That's my problem so when, would I, do when stuff I try to like make that. Stuff. And like one time, I think at the end of a test she had, if you haven't made a mark on this paper, you'll get an A, but it was at the end of the test. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she did things like that. Or she yeah, had, yeah. she was like, you got to have all these things in your, peachy or whatever mm -hmm. you gotta yeah, have yeah. gum reinforcements you gotta have this yeah. and i'm gonna check yeah and it's gonna cost the same as a test right right like whether right. you're prepared or not yeah no i love that story i love that story because i kind of forgot a lot i mean i yeah. was in multiple classes of hers but but yeah. years later you'll enjoy this story mm. a very good friend of mine uh who's from la and he was he's from the entertainment industry he's mm. won um uh, emmys and things like that wow. he, he was the executive vice president of deke Entertainment. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Probably, yeah, they've made movies and DIC. Yeah. Uh, DIC that's right. Mm -hmm. In um, Glen Oaks, Glendale, something like yeah, that. Something anyway, like that, yeah. Long story short, he retires and moves to Edmonds. He and I were friends going back, you know, uh, years. He becomes uh, uh, Gay Nixon's next door neighbor. Really. Yes. And then so we would have these, and he would be like our conduit. He would be this yeah. conduit. Like I would see Robbie for lunch, and he'd be like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, gay says hi." <laughs> I'm like, you know, she and then so I would. connected to us, you know, she would come to the dances yeah. and she just, she yes. was, you know, was like the chaperone at the dances, but she'd yeah. be out there yeah. dancing away, you know, yeah. and she even came to one of our reunions. Yes, I yeah. seem to recall. You but know, she had a hard time because, I mean, her, her husband was Richard Nixon's brother. Right. And he was which apparently the doubted. brother. Yeah, which we doubt until somebody brought doubted. in that Life magazine. She brought wedding. it. Oh, did she bring it in? She, I one time, uh, and maybe she did it, she's done it every year or something. He was in the back year. of the Life magazine, like yeah. one more picture, and then there was a picture of her wedding. Yeah, she just dropped it on my desk. Really? One morning, you know, like we, we, we all were coming in and she just, hey, Jonathan. <laughs> and then I was like, what is, you know, I'm like, why is, really? and oh. <gasps> You know, wow. so, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, she, yeah, so she had a little bit of an edge and I always attributed it to that. I mean, I, her husband apparently looked like Richard Nixon and sometimes they'd see, she, yeah. people would yell at him in the airport and stuff like wow. that. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. 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 Joel, what, if I may, if yeah. I may, I mean, do you, do you ever miss Edmonds or Seattle at all? There's no right or wrong answer, obviously, but, but yeah, I wonder I about so. you all the time. So. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because I'm down here all the time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, obviously, I'm still very connected to Seattle. One of the mm -hmm. things uh, that in my older, I guess, as I get older, I realized you can't, you know, you can't take the Seattle out of the out of the boy. Yeah, I'm that's just, right. We're still very connected to Seattle. And it's still yeah. kind of what I, you know, I've lived here. I've lived in L.A. as long as I lived in Edmonds, I guess. Yeah. And I still consider myself, it's, you know, it's, from Seattle. It's so cool to see what you and Kamala have done. And it just, it just, nothing pleases me more than to see people pave their own trail and to um, eke out a very creative, um, uh, sort of, if I may say, somewhat unconventional, you know, path. You know, I think uh, uh, there's enough of that stuff, right? It's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's really great what you guys are doing. Well, I mean, it's all Kamala. I'm just here to support, really. Um, you know, and also, I think that there needs to be more men, like, you know, more men in the feminist movement, because obviously, Agree. how how else are we yeah. going to get these things changed? Um, That's right. Yeah. If, if if half the population is not on board for this thing, and that's it's right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Equal means equal. Dot org. Means equal. Don't don't forget it. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So okay. So I just want to find out more about after you graduated from high school, and you were working in the in the industry. You went and worked for Microsoft, right? I had my own games company, so yeah, I started first. Company? Yeah, you just started your own games company. Yeah, this is when when you were you know blazing trails with the Steppenwolf uh, yeah, theater yeah. and all that stuff. I I started a uh, a company with three other business partners, and we very quickly grew to forty one employees. And the aforementioned Robert Stein, who worked on Spot, yeah. I hired him to to work for us, and and it was just a great team. We did games for the Sega Genesis, the Nintendo. There was like a uh, um, um, uh, NEC Turbo Graphics. I think they sold like 11 units, <laughs> but we wow. did games for that. We yeah. did games for the PC, for the Mac. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And quite frankly, I joke that that was my MBA. That was sort of uh, yeah. my crash course in learning how to run a business, how to manage mm -hmm. employees, how to be an entrepreneur. And yeah. I probably made every mistake in the book. I probably screwed everything up. And to the point about screwing up fast and... Yeah. 
um, uh, not being afraid to make mistakes because you know you're going to make them. Just make them, yeah. make the mistakes fast and move on. I think that's uh, the that problem was... that most people um, don't get over mm -hmm. is that they don't realize, oh, I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of times we like are perfectionists and we're like, oh, I've got to make sure this is, I'm, I'm the best at this before I yeah. start doing it. So yeah. A lot of us never get started. Right. Right. Yeah. No? That's right. You got to just put one foot in front of the other. And, and especially if you can be lucky enough to work in a creative field where yeah. it's all kind of make believe anyway, you're making yeah. this stuff up. Um, there's really no right or wrong. Uh, there's just different degrees of optimal. Um, mm. And then different that company was, a, yeah. was that very Android like? No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to okay. use that for my right. stand up. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, so, so, so that company was eventually sold to Electronic Arts, and yeah. then um, that was when I went to work at Microsoft uh, because I actually, quite frankly, thought that I needed a, a real job. Up until that point, really? I thought that I didn't have a legitimate uh, career or a real job, and I yeah. and I, I sort of wanted to learn what was you know at that time Microsoft was like the hottest company on oh earth. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, it was like it before. Was like, remember, you, you drive, you drive by there. I guess yeah. I would drive by there on the way to skiing, maybe. Or yeah. Something. I don't know. I yeah. just drove by yeah. Microsoft. Every mm -hmm. time I drove by, there was a new building there. Then That's another right. building, and then another yeah. building, another building. Yeah. You're like, wait, and all of a sudden, there's like a campus there. Yeah. And did right. you get in pretty early, or what? Um, I got in in '92, which mm -hmm. is early enough, I guess. I mean, it felt very small, and it was wonderful. Truly, it was wonderful because it felt like a campus, like a college campus. Yeah. There were maybe, I want to say that there were fewer than, gosh, it's it, it very, it, it, was, it was small enough still that you would know everyone. Really? And if you actually just kind of maybe um, only counted the people who did product development, who were mm -hmm. creating uh, uh, stuff, um, it was a very small group, maybe 800 to 1,000 people. Wow. And Bill Gates was um, very involved. Uh, he would sometimes just ask you in email, hey, tell me about the project that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it'd be more formal, like every few months you would just go before him and show him the progress of what you were working on. And so that was also really, um, uh, really great uh, business experience for me because I think I learned to shed uh, that sometimes that, that, that if you just leaned in and didn't get scared, you know, because he was yeah. the boss or anybody, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, if you if you just told the truth, if you if you did your homework, um, it's all going to be fine. So those are some early lessons that I always carry with me. So that was a wonderful time. Uh, yeah. You know, I got to meet Steven Spielberg. Uh, did you really? Time. Oh yeah, yeah, it was cool. Um, now you were were you somewhat of a spokesperson at a certain point where you became you went out front and you explained things or you talked to the public or I uh, did. Didn't you? Yeah, it was it was an unofficial capacity. So I was still in the, in the product groups, you know, uh, making stuff. But they mm. they sort of thought that I was a good compliment to some of the other execs um, demoing to the public or speaking yeah. to press. Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of really great memories of being on stage with Bill Gates, and he's not doing much of the talking. He's like, "So Jonathan, what's that?" You know, and then I'll explain about the new kids' three D movie maker or whatever. Yeah. So. So that was also great um, learning because you you gain some confidence in terms of speaking in front of thousands of people or or you know whatever. So now it's fun. You you were um, smart at this time and you didn't go out and buy a bunch of Ferraris. Still haven't bought one. <laughs> Still haven't bought one. But you instead yeah. like invested it into a company, right? Is that I, what you did? I mean, did you did? Good at question. The time, I, it was like people were just like, "Hey, I got a no, million, million I, dollars. Or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, buy a bunch of stuff." I, I am actually surprised that someone has not written a book about there's kind of like a um, what is it? The, the rabbit and a turtle thing there with yeah. there was a whole generation or a whole group of people in the greater Seattle area who became, frankly, not very deservedly, myself yeah. included, uh -huh. um, pretty financially uh, uh, did, did well financially yeah. through Microsoft stock options. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the sad reality was that that stuff went underwater later. I remember and, when I was, you know, in Chicago or whatever, yeah. and everybody was just, That's like, right. was yeah. just boom yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. And all my friends were like, yeah, I'm totally sad. I got all this, you know, stock right. options. Right. It's going to be super wealthy. And I was like, oh, man, I really yeah. missed the phone on that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But, like but, but it all, billionaires. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but see, it was like a tale of two. Right. And it was, a, it was a tale of two cities in a sense that you could kind of see 
what happens when a bunch of young people come into a couple of bucks, come into some money. Yeah. And there were people who made decisions, choices that were, they were scary to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think that to them, it was just, it, it felt natural and this is what you should do. And there was this aspect of, I think sometimes humans have a tendency to, it's like a, being a goldfish. You, you get, you grow to the size of your bowl that your yeah. bowl will accommodate. And I think money has that effect on some people. How'd you get, why'd you, why were you so smart with money? Like, where did you learn this? From your dad, from your mom? from anybody? No, it's, it's from, it's from, it's from struggling. It's from knowing what poor feels like. You know, when you're born to a single mom, I remember that apartment in Brooklyn. It was uh, not great. Yeah. Uh, I remember how hard, I just have some visceral early memories of how hard my mom struggled. Yeah. And quite frankly, even when she married Don Spasato, great guy, um, there was, I always felt that pressure. And, 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 and I'm acutely aware of sometimes geography, um, the family that you're born into sometimes has a, I, I was always really, quite frankly, envious of some of my other friends, you know, you and um, uh, Matt Wright and mm. some of the others were number one, your parents stayed together. Mm. There was no uh, fracturedness in your childhood. There's no getting mm -hmm. divorced or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but also that your parents were just really amazing people who provided a very stable home. Mm -hmm. And you guys could, I looked up to you guys or, uh, uh, you know, you had memberships at tennis clubs and you know, Klahaya, <laughs> and, you know, right. Did, did right. you want to be a member of Klahaya? Oh, absolutely. Really? Man, was that up, like the it thing? It would up my tennis game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's uh, where we and, really bonded too, was tennis. Yes, that's right. You still yeah, play you were tennis? A good well, what I call, what I do on a tennis court these days really shouldn't be called tennis. So, so I want to say that I, I hit a little bit here and there. So really? yeah, I, how gave about you? Up, I gave up completely because I finally realized I love tennis. Yeah. But tennis just does not love me. <laughs> 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 no, Every time I get out there, it absolutely loved you at some point. You no, know, when I, you know, when I really realized it was a friend of mine who lives in the Pacific Palisades. He's like, I yeah. got a house with a tennis court. You want to come yeah. over and play? Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. Well, he goes, Do you? I know you play tennis. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll come over there. He's like, Maybe you can give me some pointers or whatever. Yeah. And I yeah. go over there, and I must have hit five balls over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't, you know, the Pacific Palisades are just sort of flying yeah, out. Yeah, that's and right. Yeah. Back. You can't, you're not going to get it back. Yeah. And the guy was just, the guy was better than I was. Uh -huh. and, and I was just like, you know, I was so beating myself up about it. And I finally was like, why are you doing this, Joel? Yeah. yeah. Either spend some time playing tennis, and really get the fundamentals down, or just let it go. Sometimes you don't have to do everything. Yeah, you, you don't know? have to do everything. But having said that, Joel, should yeah. you, you're, we're at the same place yeah. right here on tennis. So why don't, you know, if <laughs> you, you, you ever want to, yeah. Okay. My dad, my dad, who I taught to play tennis, uh, you know, way back in Klahaya days, uh, still plays to this day. Mm. He has half a foot. He had a heart attack on the tennis court at one oh, point no. a long time oh, ago. No. Oh, but he's still playing. He's still yeah. playing. He's yeah. You know, 80. Amazing. No, your dad was a great guy. I mean, your mom was a, uh, a great person too. I remember that she was very sweet and kind, but your dad, I always admired because every time I would come over to your house, yeah. there'd be some amazing, yeah. very structurally amazing looking sculpture. Yeah. And then one of these, I don't know, you know, when you're a kid, you, you don't think to ask, but finally, I think by the time in high school, I go, Joel, what does your dad do for a living? I know, I wouldn't even tell people. I used to say- He was an I, art I, professor. I, I used to say my dad was a, an accountant. <laughs> I couldn't you explain did? it to people because I'd say my yeah. dad is a metalsmith and they'd be like, yeah. oh, what do you mean? He like makes barbecues or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, no. And they're like, do you shoe horses? And I'm like, yeah. no, I think that's a blacksmith. Right, um, right, no, right, right. Sculptures. And they'd be like, what do you mean sculptures? Yeah, that's right. Is unemployed? Uh-huh, right. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> that's he was a professor at the UW, so I could say yeah. that. Yeah, a very accomplished uh, one you know, too. Yeah, he's always been my, you know, real role model though because- That's I, great. You know, of anybody who is so um, prolific in their yeah, and that's so right. Bam. That yeah. has he has such um, such an ability to focus, mm -hmm. commit. Yeah, yeah, and he loves it. Mm -hmm. He's still doing it to this day. He's that's doing great. paintings and putting metal in the paintings and things. So wow, you know, that's it's cool. to see that kind of passion and to see yeah. that kind of discipline. I guess the yeah. word is discipline. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, yeah, and I, I've mm -hmm. always kind of you know, aspired to that. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand that, that, that your, your difficulty explaining what oh your dad God. did. One time, I, uh, one time Jeff Loman came over and my dad was out in the front yard and he had all these rocks all laid out 
and he had this sprinkler in the middle of it. That sounds like he him. was just looking at it. Uh-huh. And uh, Jeff turns to him and goes, I don't think they're ever going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I have to say, Jeff, I underappreciated yeah how hilarious i think i think my own sense of humor was very underdeveloped and that's why i didn't appreciate yeah. but he is so funny so deadpan uh yes and so he doesn't deadpan. even know it i mean he wouldn't even know the yeah. term deadpan he's just that's right. just the way he is yeah I right know. so you don't even know he's being funny until all of a sudden you're laughing and you're like well you know yeah it's, it's great well, well please give my regards to my warm regards to uh, both your parents and, oh, and uh, absolutely uh, yeah. how about your parents how are your parents doing they're, they're all right. You know, my mom is the same. Um, yeah. She's almost, uh, um, uh, it's almost freakishly weird how young she looks, uh, how sort of active mm -hmm. she is. But, 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 but at the same time, um, frankly, you know, the memory is going. Yeah. Um, so we're starting to get the, the, so she's physically healthy, but we're starting to get that thing where she tells the same story a few yeah. times in one conversation. My dad is, um, so they've since divorced, um, oh. um, and um, uh, my dad's doing all right. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's hanging in there. He has, he got married again, and he has a daughter, another daughter wow. um, uh, uh, named Angela, and, and uh, they're, they're doing great. So, um, yeah, thank you for Jeff, asking. Jeff and I were talking about your animals, and he said you had a dog, and I said yes. you had a white cat with big fangs. Both were true. It's both true. Okay, good. Both were true. Yes, to this day, I will have nightmares <laughs> it would come up about that just, cat. I remember sitting there, and all of a sudden, I felt this kind of presence. Yeah, And then I'm I see so that sorry. cat just yeah. starting to dig right into my, <laughs> dig right into my arm exactly. with the big fangs. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, like a vampire cat. Yeah, I know. Something, something was wrong about this cat. <laughs> wrong with that I cat? Know. You're just trying to pet the damn thing, and all of a sudden, yeah. it's doing that thing where it's scratching you. Yeah. You're gonna do that with their hind legs. Yeah, I hate that. Down. Yeah, but it's the dog was very friendly. The dog stayed with me till I was in my 20s, and I had a oh, wow. cool little convertible sports car when I was like 23, 24, and yeah, it would ride with me in the pet. It would ride shotgun, and it was great. I'd drive down like, in you know Broadway or something, and people would wave at us, and it, the dog was like the it was the coolest, funnest way to meet people. I think I'm going to close by just saying okay. that um, I found this hilarious picture of the Honor Society in our yearbook. Oh, awesome. And I'm going to post it here. Uh, you know, was I in that? You're in it. And it's what, was the cut, what was the cutoff for the Honor Society? I don't know. It's like half the school. I yeah. realize a lot of people in this picture. Um, yeah. it's a great picture because everybody is in it. Jeff Lohman yeah. is not in it for some reason. He's the one who sent me the picture. Yeah, he should be in it. Yeah, I, he yeah, should, be he should but he was, uh, he was not in it, but like Lori Moan and Matt yeah. Wright, and we're spelling out- A lot myth. of smarties. We're spelling out myth in our bodies. Um, yeah, yeah, Andy yeah. James is like the exclamation uh, Andy, point. yeah, yeah. And then you're there, uh huh. but you look like you're in a different picture. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> I noticed. This, no. You know the picture? I do. You have this I look on your very... face. And I don't, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just no, I, what's going on in your head. Cause I asked yeah, Matt Wright, cause he mm -hmm. also looks like he's in a different picture. And uh, there was a lot going on in our lives then yeah. uh, to our I earlier would, point. Yeah. I wonder. I, yeah. I, yeah. No, so Matt, um, to his credit, I, I, I remember that it was a transformative time for him. Yeah. I remember that this was when he was discovering his music. Um, uh, I think there was a, a newfound independence for him and he sort of, uh, I mean, it's really, it was a really cool thing to see. And he and because I went to college with Matt, um, yeah. he sort of continued on that very um, cool journey. In my case, uh, frankly, I, I remember uh, similar things as that photo. And do you I remember, think you were like separating out in some way? Or do you think you were ahead, you were thinking a lot? Yeah, it's, it's the latter. It's not that I was trying to separate from you guys, not by yeah. any means. I think that the, in looking back, I have nothing but fond memories and how enriched I was by yeah. your, by, by the, your friendships, um, mm -hmm. um, friendships with all of you. I think it was that uh, there was stuff going on with my parents uh, mm -hmm. that precipitated their divorce. Um, yeah. I think that there was a lot of just being in my own head and I frankly taking myself too seriously. Mm -hmm. I remember being um, the student body president and it was an assembly. Maybe it was like the chicken Olympics or one of those. The you know, chicken cool Olympics. Forgot and there was, a, there, there was a special, I just, all I remember, and maybe I'm conflating a bunch of stuff, no, but no. I remember there was an assembly and yeah. I think all I had to do was I just kind of like, 
get people riled up or something. Yeah. And there was a band that we had hired to kick off with some music. Yeah. And, and I remember one of the band members, and, and they were so good. I can't remember, but, but like the whole school was clapping, right? They were just clapping yeah. to the music. And I, and, and I remember one of the band members was, you know, kind of running through the audience and he stops right in front of me. And he kind of kicks me in the, in the foot gently. He goes, come on, man, lighten up. <laughs> and then he runs off. And then that was my signal that, yeah. wait a second, I, I need to sort of. Um, I think I, I did that too for a while. And for a long did you? while, took myself yeah. too seriously. I know yeah. that was huh. like my MO was not taking myself seriously. But I think after I went to college, I mm. got really serious about theater and I was going to yeah. be a theater actor. Yeah. And I was really serious about the theater. And then I moved to Chicago and I was, I was saying that to Kevin that when I was there, I mean, there was all this improv going on, mm -hmm. Second mm -hmm. City and all this stuff. And I yeah. didn't engage in it at all because I took, I was taking myself too seriously. You know oh, I, mean? I see. Interesting. You know, I've learned that. a lot more about you, Joel, since this yeah. series. Um, really? uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you still remain one of the most kind hearted, talented, oh polymath kind of guys. And, That's and nice just, you, just, just keep on keeping on. And You too, and, Jonathan. Uh, I hope that we uh, can co communicate more. Um, yeah. I know that it, through doing this, I, you know, like I really reconnected with Matt Wright. Yeah, that's right. I was talking all the time. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's cool. uh, and he, you know, and also Je Jeff Lohman and I have been talking since, I guess, the late 90s. Well, we've kept in communication. Yeah, you guys kept time in touch. Yeah. Somehow. We were even yeah. on like the IRQ back in the, uh, wow you know the 90s or whatever yeah, we were like yeah. chatting or whatever yeah so yeah so it's just good to be you know in communication and, and, and let me know what what is your sort of uh because i i know that you asked uh, others of this so i'll yeah. flip it on uh -oh. back to, yeah so but, but what's what's what are you excited about right now you know what are you what projects and whether it's you or you and and camilla yeah well you know what i've been doing is i've been doing stand-up doing a lot of stand-up and you know mm -hmm. that has uh really been a place for me to yeah, um awesome. kind of refined myself i guess mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh, i you know just to get honest and serious i mean i'm honest most of the time i always hate that yeah, when people are. say you know to tell you the truth <laughs> i've been lying, <laughs> I've been lying the whole time yeah. no a few years ago i i was kind of lost i didn't i mm, didn't mm. didn't feel like i was presenting myself uh i didn't feel like people were uh knew who i was i like mm, i just mm. kind of disappeared and i think it's because i was working for law firms and i was acting and i was mm -hmm. doing comedy and I set out on my own to do my own business because I thought if I had my own business fixing people's computers and stuff, I mm. would be able to do my acting career. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I would have, you know, all the time that I needed to do that. But it yeah, turned yeah. out what I did is I labeled myself computer guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so everybody in the entertainment industry, everybody that I knew, all my friends thought I was a computer guy. Mm -hmm, and I totally mm -hmm. did not expressed to them that I was yeah. an actor and a comedian right. and all these things. No, I get so it. I had to, I had a kind of a moment where I was just like, what am I doing? Oh, and then I, you know, then I worked with Kamala on Equal Means Equal and mm -hmm. produced that mm -hmm. film and everything. But that was again, sort of a behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So a few years back, I had to go, wait a minute, let's regroup a little bit. Yeah. And I had to kind of define myself again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I had to do the thing that you're talking about, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just say, okay, let's just start moving down this path. So that's what I've yeah. been doing. So my, what I'm looking to do in the next, you know, in the coming years is more stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really enjoying that. And then I'm out there auditioning for things. and acting That's great. And so, yeah. And that's yeah. No. I'm most happy when that happens. I found out, oh, this is what makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at, at this point, this is kind of what you do is like, what, yeah. what makes me happy? Yeah. How can I, and how, and my goal is to do my passions to inspire mm -hmm. other people to do theirs that's yeah. basically my that's purpose. cool that's a cool um uh mission statement you yeah, know like a personal statement. mission statement <laughs> yeah. and for what it's worth Joel, number one i really appreciate your candor there but okay. but also for what it's worth i go through that same those same machinations every yeah. few years sort yeah. of about every five to seven years there's maybe some transition maybe you've put yeah. to bed one company and you're thinking about what you're doing next yeah. And there are, um, it's non-trivial, these issues of, of where, where, where if, you, if you have a career that's sort of non-conventional, yeah. um, issues of identity, what am I about? How do I occur optically to my, this group of peers versus another group of peers? Well, they think I'm this way. And that's not how I want to, that's not really who right. I am or not the yeah. total me. I must so, not be informing so, them of who I am. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, so, so for what it's worth, I, I can uh, very much understand that. And that's a, it's actually kind of a natural thing. And I think that as, as you've gotten, you, you then you become better at those kinds of transitions, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I also think that there's a certain point where you go, um, I don't have to be perfect at everything. That's right. You give yourself permission to be to imperfect. Go. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. we're only here for a little while. That's right. That's You're right, brother. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. right. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. It's so okay. good seeing you. Um, I appreciate you taking this time and uh, carry on, carry mm -hmm. on, brother. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs> also with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the religious. That's <laughs> great. <Yeah. laughs> that's awesome. Okay, bye, bye Joel. All right, that's it. That's the interview with Jonathan Spizzato. Uh That was super fun. And a lot of people in the chat room, really good time. Thanks for all being there. Um, join me next week. I'm going to tell the story that Bob Royce brought up about the time we got in a fight on the Internet in the 80s. Um, and also we're going to do some, some prancer size because that's been uh, requested uh, if you don't know what prancer size is, you'll, you will. Uh, and we're going to continue the Alaska stories next week. And I'm going to end the week with something that I, I have already shown, but I talked through the whole thing. So it's the little uh, video that I made of the guy with the hoop and the, the Indian chanting over it. And also, I invite you this time to take a look at the people behind the guy, too, because that's very interesting. And uh, I just, yes, there was internet in the 80s. Thank you very much. Only for a select few. Only for a select few. <laughs>